Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Benton with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I say on every episode, we got a great show for you. We got Peyton Gilliland coming on. She's doing some great things out there. She just released her first single. We're excited to talk a little yes. bit about that and talk about some of the projects that she has coming up and a little bit about her story and some music. So Peyton, welcome to the show. Yes, Thank you welcome. Guys for having me. It is definitely our pleasure. It is. Um, so as you know, it's tough right now out there in the music world. So how has COVID affected what you do? And what are what have you done to kind of maneuver through this crazy new maze? So for us, COVID actually kind of hit at a convenient time. Um, because we didn't, as a band, we didn't, like, we, we're very brand new as a band. We haven't been working together for very long. So we took the opportunity of this time that we've had to ourselves to just hunker down and really practice and get um, our live show put together for when the world opens up and we can actually share it with everyone. Yeah, that's like with us, you know, we launched the show in January 2020, so a couple months before COVID. Yes, a couple months yeah, before. And, that's so difficult. And we had no idea what was coming, of course, with COVID. And, you know, our original plan was to do 100 interviews our first year, and we thought that if we did that. Like, wow, that would be a lot. Don't you know, know if we can pull that many off. <laughs> and we thought that'd be a great foundation. And then COVID hits. <clears throat> and as I'm watching the music industry shut down, I saw that, okay, this could be a blessing for our show. Yeah. Because yeah. booking people sometimes when, when everybody's busy is really tough. Right. And I was everybody's like, you know what? With everything slowing down, they're slowing down. We need to speed it up. You know, and get oh, yeah. and just go all out. And because of that, we end up doing over 300 interviews last year. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, we didn't even know if yeah. we could do 100, and we do 300. <laughs> that's yeah. crazy. That's awesome. <clears throat> but it's definitely been a crazy time. It um, has. But, you know, I think that there's a blessing here that a lot of people don't realize. Also, with artists like you, you know, a lot of people are that they're doing the um, live shows online. Mm -hmm. And so, and making concerts out of where people pay five, ten, fifteen bucks for the for live concerts. Well, I think the future is going to be you'll do a live show with your live audience, and you'll right. still add that part in it. So now your online world can participate in your live world. That would be super cool too. So you're getting the best of both worlds. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Tech has always been there. We just never knew it. Yeah. <laughs> so as you you know. So a lot of hosts would ask, um, when did you know you want to do music? But I always like to go deeper than that. When did it click that this could be a career for you? So that's a great question, especially to phrase it that way. Um, I've been doing music. I started singing in church when I was like six years old. And it's kind of just been like uh, muscle memory up until last year when I really like we had our first live show and that's when it really just hit me. Like it was right before COVID and just to see people and them be uh, reactive to like my music was so crazy. And it just really switched something in my brain. And I was like, man, I love this. And I could really see myself doing this for the rest of my life. 
I love that. And, you know, we're doing great. You know, see, that's just what I'm saying about StreamYard. We can have um, guests yeah. actually inter interact, interact while with the show is live. Yeah, we and, love that. And, you know, this didn't exist not long ago. So it's yeah. pretty cool that, you know, we can do something to where, where it's almost like a talk show live at a thing where right. you have guests interact and you could actually have guests interact. Yeah. It's so cool. <clears throat> so um, what are some hobbies you like to do outside of music? So actually, I'm an equestrian. I live on a farm, which has been great during COVID. We've got, uh, I think it's 45 acres. And oh, wow. so wow. I've been, my mom used to be a horse trainer. So I've been riding literally all my life because she used to do shows when she was pregnant with me. So, uh, but actually this morning before I got on this interview, uh, I was feeding the horses and all those kinds of things. So, and as soon as we're done, I'm going back out to feed horses and ride horses. So that's uh, definitely yeah those are my two big things in life is music and horses i love wow. them a lot so yes. what would you say is something quirky about you um i'm terrified of feet i hate feet <laughs> uh, we've actually had several artists say that exact same one yes we have <laughs> so, i cannot stand feet that's been that's been a little bit of a common answer yeah, and you know that question. this question has been one of our favorite questions to ask because you just yes. never know yeah. what's going to be yes, said on that get one. The best <laughs> now i changed the wording a little bit for guys but I don't ask a guy what's quirky about you I ask a guy what's right. unusual what's unusual about you right. <laughs> yes same thing yeah, but wording. you know kind of same thing there yeah <clears throat> so um as you know, a lot of people, they see the struggle. I mean, that's the glory of a Blake Shelton, of a Miranda, of a Carrie. Mm -hmm. They don't see the struggles, the sacrifice, uh, you know, that it takes to, not just to get to their level, but even to a career level within music. And I always want to talk about that side of it, because as you know, nobody really talks about that side. They almost sugarcoat it. So people step into this crazy arena of music and they think, oh, I've got this great voice. I've got this great charisma. I'll make it. There's no big deal. And we want to show people that, you know what, even you can have it all and it's still tough. And I'm going to tell a quick story that kind of helped guide us where I want this to go. But back in 2014, we interviewed Allison Steele from Two Steel Girls. And at that time, they were a mother-daughter duo that was full-time with music. And I remember asking Allison what advice she'd given up-and-coming artists. And I'll never forget what she said. She said, this is going to sound funny coming from someone full-time, but if you can see yourself doing something else, go do that and just keep music as a hobby. She goes, because the moment you want it to be a career, everything has to change. You have to, you know, you, you're all in. You, you know, your friends and family never understand because they invite you to weddings, the cookouts, the weekends, the holidays. But when you're in that grind mode, you have to um, say no to everything almost that's not yeah. music related mm -hmm. and yes to everything that is. And so they don't understand a lot of times on that. Then your family has to sacrifice. They, they have to give you up to the world and be willing to share you with the world and kind of get the leftovers where the world gets the freshness of you. Right. Um, but then she added, but if you cannot see yourself doing anything else, then go all in is the only way that those kind of sacrifices could ever be worth it. What do you think of what she said? Let's talk about that side of it. Well, what I will say too, is like, uh, especially, I mean, I used to think the same thing is when you look at artists who are big, like Taylor Swift and all those huge names out there, you kind of think, man, they've got the easiest job in the world and it pays so well. 
everybody wants to go sing on stage for, you know, an hour and get paid millions and millions of dollars. But what you don't see is all the things behind the scenes. Like these people are doing press tours. They're on tour for months. They don't see their families, all these things. It's really not as easy as it looks. And, uh, and when you're, when you're starting out too, it's, it doesn't pay well at all. You are paying, (laughs) you're doing lots and lots of free gigs where you have to pay your band and you're not getting paid. And it's just, it's definitely a hustle and it's a grind and it's, it's, there's nothing about it. That's easy. Plus you've got people telling you no all the time. Like you, you reach out to do these things like, Hey, I want to play this venue. You're going to get turned away. I mean, you're going to get yeses too, but those no's are hard and you have to get, you have to get used to being told no. And social media has made no's that much more worse because now you've got trolls. Yes. Uh, yes. As a young artist and yourself, how do you handle that side of it where you do a live stream or whatever? You have people pop on there and just be mean. How do you handle that side of it? Actually, I haven't, not that I've noticed, I haven't had to deal with that much. Just oh, that's awesome. That's good. Yes. I'm so grateful for that. But mostly because, I mean, I don't have that big of a following on social media yet. So, I mean, my Facebook is my biggest platform. But I haven't, I mean, and I haven't noticed anything, which is great. It's fantastic yes. because I, I know I've heard a lot of big creators say that those petty little comments can really hurt your feelings, even though it's a stranger. Like, but I haven't, I haven't had to experience that really. So I'm really grateful for that. Yeah, we do have, you just go to chrissandyshow.com and all of our guests are right there. but yeah you know it's definitely a crazy world out there when you count the trolls and all that and you know people can be so mean and so what inspires you to go rise above everything you know and be who you are um that's a really good question um so another thing you have to kind of worry about when you're an artist too is the people who you work with the people who are going to give you opportunities are going to try to put you in a box and you have to say, no, I'm going to be true to myself. And that's a really hard thing to learn too, because you, you know, some of us just think that everybody has their best interests at heart. Like I'm one of those people, but I'm lucky that I've had a great team and uh, I've just been really blessed. And I just say like, really just stay true to yourself. Think about what, uh, what you need and what you want and go for those things. And don't really listen to anybody who tells you otherwise. Yeah. Now that we talked about the negative side of music a little bit, let's go the other way and talk about the glory side. When you look back on your career so far, what are a few moments where you're like, wow, I got to do that. Definitely all the live shows I've done. So, so far I've only done three, but there's just something about live music, especially this, this last show that I played, it was an outdoor venue. So we were able to safely social distance and have people wear masks. I think it was, it was last week. So that was the Mm -hmm. first one that we've done. And it was really just the atmosphere of everything because it was not only my first show, but all these other people haven't been to shows in a year either. So the the energy was just incredible. Everybody, you could just tell everybody was so happy to be able to, you know, have a little bit of a sense of community and see each other face to face, even though we still had to social distance and things like that. <clears throat> yeah. Um, 
Now, I don't mean to put you on the spot here because I forgot to ask you beforehand, but were you yes. going to perform for us today or song? I am not prepared to do okay. that. I don't have a... <laughs> I forgot that. I usually ask the yeah. guests beforehand, and, yes. and I was like, oh, man, I forgot to ask. Because you just, you know, again, you, I never yes. know unless they tell me, you know, right. and sometimes guests do are prepared, and I forgot to prepare right. you for that. That's okay. <laughs> so that's okay. So yeah, tell so us I a little bit about your current song. Um, okay, yeah. so the song is called Empty. Uh, it's just as, just as sad as it sounds. Um, <laughs> it's funny because usually my songs are very um, like girl power, like uh, watch out, I'm going to get you type of thing, like more on the pop rock side. Yeah. And this one was very um, emotional. It was really emotional and a lot slower. It's pretty much just acoustic guitar, and um, it's about being in love with someone and uh, giving the relationship everything that you have and just right, noticing cool. that they're not reciprocating and that there's really nothing you can do about that. No matter how much you put into it, you can't make them put that same energy into it. So it just kind of leaves you drained and tired and sad and empty. So, Yeah. <laughs> So tell us about your next song coming, Not Bothered. So Not Bothered is the complete opposite of the that just <laughs> I was reading that. I'm like, I bet that's a, kind of the opposite. Uh, yeah. It is absolutely the opposite. So it's kind of like uh, the stages of a breakup. At first, for girls at least, at first you're mm -hmm. really sad and heartbroken. And then you're like, why am I sad? Look at <laughs> like, I got this. Like, let me just go prove to this man that I never needed him in the first place. So mm -hmm. uh, you can kind of guess from the title, not bothered that it's about, well, I'll just tell you what it's about. So it's about, um, I don't know if, if, if anybody has like any experience with this, I'm sure people have, but um, when you're, when you're, you're done with the relationship and you notice that the person who's your ex is posting all these things on social media to get your attention, like maybe yeah. it's, he's uh -huh. posting pictures with all these girls and, you know, going to parties and stuff like that. And you're like, it's funny that you're posting all that to get my attention because I don't care anymore. Like you just right. make yourself look, you know, desperate. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And and again, as what social media is a great tool to use, but boy, it can be a backstabber too. I yes, think. absolutely. Oh, yes. <laughs> so what do you think is one of the hardest things with, with social media for your generation of rising in music? Um, I kind of was talking about this the other day. Like, I think personally that everybody should have an outdoor hobby because <laughs> uh, nature is just so healing. It is so it is. peaceful and all that stuff. So, but uh, I feel like, um, I feel like people use their phones too much and stuff like that. So that's one of the downsides of it. But at the same time, like during the pandemic, it's been a really great way to connect with people because we've been, you know, stuck inside with not really much socialization and it's kind of our only way to do that. So, uh, but yeah, those are kind of a good and a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. So square table says, I barely remember names at this point. I guess that's because we bring so many people, you know, because we interview people almost every day, sometimes twice a day, but usually every day, six days a week is kind of the plan. Yeah. Uh, that's the plan. Right and now. you know, we've done, we're getting probably close to 400 interviews since January of 2020. Wow. Yes. So. Close awesome. to that. So, you know, it's been like, sometimes we, you know, it's funny. Sometimes we have to see the person. Oh, okay. I remember that interview now. Yeah. yeah. 
<clears throat> so as you know, a lot of people, they see the artists, but they don't see the teams behind the artists. And I always think that they don't get the love they deserve. Okay. But on our show, they do. And I don't care if you have a team of one or a team of 300, like Justin Bieber says he has. Um, a team is a team. So if you want to take a few moments to tell us about the team that helps you be who you are. So first and foremost, I call her my emotional support human. Yeah. Uh, she's my hair and makeup artist. Also, she shoots all of my content for Instagram and all the socials and stuff like that. Um, I, I have only known her for about a year, I think. Her name is Chrissy Yoder, and her and her husband are amazing. They do content stuff, and she does my hair and makeup, which she wasn't able to do today, so you were left to my skills, which are very minimal, but uh, I love her so much. And uh, also my band. My band is fantastic. I have uh, my vocal coach, Jamie. He's amazing, too. Um, I'm just so blessed to be surrounded by so many amazing people who just are so kind. <clears throat> So tell us a mom story, because I know she supports you big time in this. And there's probably hundreds of these stories. But think of one that really stands out the way your mom went above and beyond. And you're like, wow, she gets this is my passion. I can remember one. And this is pretty funny. So uh, they are my parents are moving to North Carolina and they had this was um i think this was like two or three months ago and they were meeting some of their neighbors and they made friends with one of their neighbors and they were at their house and my mom calls me and facetimes me and she's like hey meet these people i want you to sing for them and i was like uh right now and she was like yes i want you to sing for them right now and i was like Okay, so I just sang for them and it was probably really bad because it was like 11 o'clock at night and I hadn't had time to like, I had no idea uh, that it was going to happen. So, but I was like, <laughs> that just is one of those things that I think back on and it makes me laugh. Well, uh, I love that. You know, you know, a lot of times, you know, you have to be careful asking that question. I always like to make sure there's a connection there because, you know, some parents don't agree with um, what the <laughs> child is. And I think it's so sad because, and I think, and of course, I think a lot of times, you know, parents, they see the Blake Shelton's and they see the broke person on the street and they don't realize within the music world, there's actually so many levels in between that there are people making 50, 60, 100,000 a year and you'll never know their name. In music. Yeah, that's true. And it's I think that's just, why, yeah. because they're not popular, they don't they don't see that. Right. So they think, oh, only the few make it, and that's just not true. There's so many people that's living their own dream. Right. They just they're not living the million dollar dream, but they're living their own dream, and that's and really what it's so, about. There's so many other like jobs within the music industry that's not just artists. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, there's vocal coaches and uh, musicians, like people who play instruments, and all kinds of things. There's all kinds of little like musical lawyers and there's all kinds of little jobs inside the music industry that it's not just reduced to people who sing. And, you know, speaking of teams, we have a third co-host, our we little nine-year-old that we let come on and ask a few questions. <laughs> so Sandy's going to go get him. And we've got a two-year-old daughter that when she gets older, she'll be plunked into the show too, because we are a family affair. Awesome. <laughs> 
Yeah, I can't imagine having it any other way. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of careers you kind of can't involve your kids, but if you can, why not? Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so what's some of the things that you and your mom do together? So horse riding is one of the things that we've always done together. Oh, wow. So she, that was her passion and she kind of like brought me into it at a very young age and I mm. ended up loving it just as much as she, she does. So we just, you know, I've always done so, it together. So her passion rubbed off on you. Yes, absolutely. Hi. Hi, PJ. What's your favorite food? My favorite food, pasta or sushi. Mm. Oh, wow. What's yours? Mine is pizza. Oh, pizza's pretty good. <laughs> Mine up there, right? And he could he could eat it all day long. Oh, he could. Yes. <laughs> what you mean? All right. What's your favorite TV show? Favorite TV show? Um, that's a really good question. Probably uh that '70s show. That one's always oh. my favorite. Ah, that's a good one. <laughs> and what's yours? Mine is SpongeBob. Oh, I used to watch SpongeBob all the time. <laughs> yeah, we have to watch it over and over and over. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah we've seen every episode. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, he watches a lot of Nickelodeon shows. And it's been cool that we've been able to bring on a lot of the people from Nickelodeon onto our oh, show. That's awesome. So he's good. Yeah, it's funny. To him, it's just normal to have people that he sees on TV or hears on the radio to talk to him. Right. And, you know, for Sandy and I, we're like, we wish we had that when we were growing up. Me, <laughs> yes. cool. Me too. Bye, thanks. Bye. <laughs> and so if you could co-write with any person dead or alive, who would it be and what would you want to write about? Hmm, that's a great question too. Um I would have to say maybe probably Adele. Oh wow. Oh, that's a good one. And we would probably write about something sad because <laughs> <laughs> her specialty. That's her specialty. Yes, That's yeah. Adele. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Now, this question probably have about a thousand answers, but just think of the yeah. first one that pops in your head. But um, what is a song that you've heard that you wish you wrote? Um, okay, that's a great question. Um, probably the latest song that Noah Cyrus put out, that August song, or Dear oh, wow. August. It's so good. I love that song so much. Also, a lot of, well, pretty much all of the Julia Michaels songs. I love oh, Julia yeah. Michaels so much. She's awesome. Lennon Stella. I mean, it, it goes on and on. So there's lots of really great music. And the music that I listen to is like, I mean, it's everything pretty much. Everything. You could think of everything. <laughs> you know, everybody has those few embarrassing moments in music. What's one of yours? Well, the one that comes to the top of my head is um, I was at Soundcheck Nashville and we were rehearsing and it was the first day that we got to use the room that has a huge stage on it. Mm -hmm. Like most of the rooms are all uh, the same level as the floor, but this oh, wow. room has a giant stage on it. And uh, we were we were rehearsing like the intro to my, my show. And in the intro of my show, I run up on stage after the band has already done the intro and I, I join them before the song starts. 
And I started to run up the stairs and I just face planted and it's on video oh, wow. somewhere. I've got. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> well, I guess you're in good company because Biden just did that the other day. Oh, oh yes. Yesterday. yesterday. On Air Force on One. Air Force One run, and that's what he was doing was running up the steps. And, you know, as you know, your foot goes slips and and then he kept go, trying to like catch himself and then so you're in good company huh? I, yeah. I was pain. it was pretty funny and, and you know when you look at a lot of the artists and all that you know how many artists do you know that you've watched videos and they went right off the stage oh yeah several yeah <laughs> i'm lucky it wasn't that bad yeah <laughs> most definitely so in 2015, we interviewed Kelsey Ballerini before she was oh, Kelsey. That's really cool. Yeah. And one of the questions I asked her was what, um, where she want to be in five years. And I always like to tell this story before I ask the guests that same question because um, the answer she gave us back then is almost to the T of what she's living right yeah, now. Yeah, she had it all that's planned cool. out. That's I mean, she cool. knew mm -hmm. where she was going and nothing was going to stop her. And apparently it didn't. <laughs> um, so knowing that, where do you want to be in five years? Uh, I've gotten this question a few times and my answer is really simple. And I always say this. Um, I just say I want to be rich. <laughs> it's not true. I just say it as a joke, which I mean, everyone yeah. wants to be rich, yeah. but that's not, that's not all I want for my life. Obviously. Yeah. Right. Um, the answer to that question is probably the real answer is probably, uh, I want, I would love for my music audience to grow because mm -hmm. I really want for people to be able to hear my songs and things. I love to be able to share it with, the small audience that I have now. And I just think it'd be really cool to share it with a bigger audience and more people and all those things. And, you know, speaking of the money, it reminds me of that song. And, and I feel like we're living that right now is where the part of the song talks about, I could make a million dollars or wind up broke free oh, and easy yes. down the road. I go. And, and it's like, you know, like with us, you know, our podcast don't make money yet. Right. One day it will. But yeah. so we we're putting in 40 plus hours a week into this, right. not knowing when that when that breakthrough will happen for the show. And so we're like, I sometimes I tell Stan, you know, either we're going to be rich or we're going to be poor. But one way we're going to be there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Have high hopes. Like, but we have high hopes. And yeah. I know exactly how that goes because I'm in the same boat. I haven't had a paying gig yet. So, um, but uh, but yeah, so yes, I feel your pain there, but just know that it's all going to work out for all yeah. of us. So. Absolutely. That, that and that's why I think, and see, that's why we quick. love having artists on our show and actors on our show, because mm -hmm. we're going through the same thing that either they're going through right now, like yourself, or that they went through um, right. before they made it big. Because again, right. you know, in the creative space and even in the business owner space, you go through those lean years. Right. So all, I don't care who you are. If you made it to the top, you have a lot of lean years. Yes, yes. absolutely. And, and you're just paying that price. Part of the price. And, you know, you just got to kind of outlast everybody, you know, so to speak, you know, because it lasts, as they say, the last man standing wins, you know, within the entertainment oh, world. Like you talk right. about the pushing the boulder yeah. huh? up the hill. Yeah, huh? It's almost like you're pushing this boulder up a hill and, you know, you're pushing and you're pushing with everything you got and it's big, but mm -hmm. 
but you can't see around the boulder because it's so big. So you can't see the top of the hill. Right. And if you try to look back, it, the boulder will come, you'll lose momentum. Yeah. But you yeah. keep pushing until that boulder finally gets to the edge. And then when it goes over, you can jump on it and run down it until the next mountain. <laughs> That's a really good point. That's a really good point where you never really know when that success is going to hit. Right. So. And I think that's why a lot of people quit. Um, yes, that's part too of what soon. makes it so difficult for sure. For sure. Because, um, you know, and, and you know, I think COVID has been a game changer for a lot of people because I think that people had to really in 2020 look at themselves and ask, is this really what my passion is? Right. Because it really was a gut check for a lot of artists. Absolutely. That's very true. And you're still here. Yeah. It was funny uh, at that show that I was talking about, the one that we just played, uh, my guitarist, Ryan, he said, he was like, we finally get to do our jobs again. And he was right. We're finally getting to do our jobs again. And it's really fun. It's really exciting. Awesome. Oh, we're so glad all of that's finally coming back. Me too. And, you know, we're planning on next month finally visiting Nashville because we're planning yes. on moving there eventually. Oh, that's awesome. So we're definitely excited to eventually be part of the Nashville because that's yeah, one thing, you know, we've been, we, you know, our show started out as a country music show that eventually became a music show, which now it's an entertainment interview show. But our contacts have always been Nashville. That's always been our core at the beginning. So, you know, and it's, and their family. That's something that we've learned about Nashville. Oh, it really is like a family there. Absolutely. And you, if you've got Nashville friends, you've got friends for life from what I've seen. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> so now let's look 15 years down the road. Let's say that you're a success on a grand scale. Whatever that looks like for you, you're there. If the person you are today could meet her, your future successful self, what would you want to remind her? I, well, I, I don't know that I would remind her anything. I think I would ask her a lot of questions. <laughs> um, well, one thing I would definitely remind her of is the horse thing. I'd be like, oh, well, yes. if you have a bunch of money, you better have bought a bunch of really nice horses. Oh, love that. <laughs> I love that. Yes. Okay. If you could go on vacation anywhere in the world, where would you want to go? I've always wanted to go to Santorini, Greece. Oh, oh, me too. That's on my bucket list. Yes, the pictures look yes. amazing. Yes. And uh, if you had to describe your music to someone who's never heard it before, how would you describe it? Um, it's it's pop, but it's very rock leaning, except for empty. Ah, uh, yeah. Very sad and acoustic, but the majority right. of my songs are very like female empowerment. Um, Love that pop rock. Right. And what would you like for your legacy to be as an artist? What would you ultimately like to be known for? I would want for everybody who's met me to say that I'm kind. Oh, that's good. <clears throat> so as we come to a close here, um, let's say you had a friend of yours and you heard him or her sing and they've got something special. As Simon Cowell would say, they have that it factor. But they've played only 40 or 50 shows, so they're still getting their feet wet on the performance side. Now, this would be pre-COVID advice, so keep that in mind. Right. Um, but they've gotten on stage, and they got what every artist says, that stage bug where they look over the crowd, the crowd's roaring for them, 
and they just know they're in the right place. And they come to you and they say, Peyton, I know I'm supposed to do this with the rest of my life. What advice would you give that specific person to kind of help guide them in the next few years? Um, that's a really good question. Uh, I think in that situation, it's very beneficial to just um, go to a place where you can meet a lot of musicians. For, yeah. for me, that's Nashville. Um, and just make as many connections as you possibly can. And then, uh, you know, play more gigs, but play gigs in the right places. That way you can get the right eyes on you and things like that. Definitely love that. So as we come to a close here, tell everybody how they can reach out to you. So you can find me anywhere on any social media platform at Peyton Gilliland Music and come say hi. I'd love to talk to people. I love that. You know, we really enjoyed having you on the show today. We look forward to having you back down the road. Yeah, for sure. I'll, I'll sing for you guys next time. <laughs> oh, sounds sounds, good. sounds great. like a plan. And yeah. if you ever want to do a, a Facebook takeover, we, oh, yeah, yes, we're very you know, open we to can that. let you do that if you want. Yes. That's a cool idea, too. <laughs> so just yes. keep us updated. Okay. Yes. Perfect. You have a great day. All right. Bye. Thank you. you. Bye.